has to milk his prostate like all the time. I thought Double Dick Dude turned out to be a fake. <gasps> what? I'm not. I, I can't, called it. I can't guarantee anything. This, what? this is not I've known. He's a fake. I'm not. This is not news or anything. I thought it came out the Double Dick Dude was a fake. What? I thought that was a story I remembered hearing. I but maybe the always fact thought he was a fake. Maybe the fact that I think it's fake is fake news in itself. <sighs> Other hall pass. Damn it. How's that a hall pass? No, I don't know. I don't know. It's just you know, dick, it's, dude. He's also it's gay. sex goals. Well, you know what? I can still dream. I mean, he slept with women before, but I mean, I don't doubt if you had two dicks, why? Why not just become a highly paid sex worker? I don't know if that's an offensive thing to say or not. He said it was very Think depressing. About the porn, like you can make so much money. He said what? the amount of people that he slept with was very depressing because yeah. it's too much. Yeah, because uh, he and never people, has any real connections. Because yeah, people, people just, just want to fuck wanna, him for yeah. uh, novelty. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I was like imagining. He also is a bottom, and he never gets to bottom. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't imagine. think that's true. I don't know. I don't. We don't know who Double Dick guy is. Well, I don't think we want to reach out to him because he's probably like a musician, and he's probably oh. disappointed. No one wants to talk and about his music. You just outed him as fake. I think he's fake, but he might not be. I there maybe there's two double dick dudes and one of them is fake. I hope there are two. And there's a four dick. There's a dick copter. <laughs> but I was actually thinking about that the other day. Is it just like being downright fucking gorgeous, gorgeous would probably kind of suck sometimes, especially on like sex would start to probably get boring and like you would not have genuine connection with people. Mm-hmm. And everyone would just be fighting their way with you. When you're a little bit ugly, you kind of got to like prove yourself. I mean, I get along fine. You're a very handsome boy. You have to have a certain set of skills. Uh, no, I've heard from people that are very handsome that it's like, it's like, it's like the same as like being rich. Where or having a Lamborghini. Yeah. You're not sure if the person actually likes you or if it's just like, oh, I, I just like him. Oh, I'd like him or her how they look well, physically. What's it called when you, uh, you get famous and you're convinced that it's just luck? And not actual imposter skills. Syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. I Academics bet, have that as well. I bet that there's imposter syndrome for like romance and sexuality. If like so, yeah. you're very attractive and just you people keep, feel that way all the time. They're dating somebody and they're like, I don't deserve this person. Everyone, it's like, oh, yeah. almost yeah, everyone's experiencing. I've actually never experienced that, but maybe that's something else entirely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the opposite, which is people are always no. I should be famous, so why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> you have a YouTube channel where all you do is make slime out of glue. <laughs> and it's very successful, thank you. I got my second subscriber last week. Uh, Dana, my question for you this... Oh, wait, I got to introduce the show first. I'm yeah. very sleepy. I had to ride a lawnmower today, which whenever you see a guy driving a lawnmower, you always think how lazy they must be. When you're actually driving it yourself, it's hard work. Did you Depends drive it? You get. Did you drive it all the way to the studio today? No, I had to just do a giant lawn, but you have to do it in a pattern, and like it's this gear. If you fall off of it, it'll eat you. It's, did you really? You didn't water boy annoying. it all the way to work today? I, no, no, ma'am. They, <laughs> Dang it, uh, they are really awesome. fucking annoying. But my, I keep getting uh, off topic. Yeah, my my right. grandfather owns like, I mean, he owns a farm, but uh, his land is all hilly around his house, and uh, they're like, oh, just mow the lawn with the riding lawnmower. It's like every single time I went on that hill, I flipped it over. Yeah, it was it's like fun. Fuck it. No, it's I'm like going to push mudding, except you top out at seven miles per hour. Hi, welcome to Kinkcast. It is a podcast that I'm introducing at the fourth minute. Uh, it's about alternative sexual lifestyles, fetishes, kinks, etc. I'm your host, Jacob Drowsley Marley, and I'm sitting here with co-host. Got all these chains on him. 
I'm you Chris gotta Morgan. Come, you gotta come. No, I'm funny introducing you, so you have to have my, your own name. My, I have to have my own name. I am. I am Tiny Chris. It's a smaller version <laughs> of regular Chris. Chris. No. 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 <laughs> I'm Tiny Chris. I'm. I'm going to beg for Mr. Scrooge to give me some. Oh, you were doing Dickens, not Rick and Morty. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's why you said oh. you were Jacob. I said Marley. You're being more intellectual than I am. <laughs> I am Tiny Chris. I am on uh, two crutches, and I slap people with them. I guess that makes me Puppet Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Puppet Scrooge. <laughs> the, only, the only version of that that I actually like is the Muppet Christmas Carol version. So Muppet Scrooge. Yeah, what about Muppet Scrooge? Scrooge. With Bill Murray, I where he I've plays Avenue Scrooge. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Oh, we gotta have it's a good. we gotta have a King Cast yeah. Christmas special. Like we should that. have a sideshow. It's called like King Cast Movies, and it's like three of us. But like before it's just the horniest movies ever. Before we watch the movie, though, we like basic instinct predict what's gonna happen in it. Oh yeah, <gasps> and like we get points based off of like how accurate our predictions are for the movie we're about to watch. I don't, oh my gosh! You know what? I feel like I know a show that does this. I feel like. I feel like that this familiar. isn't going to work. <laughs> Concepts too. Uh, it's too high. High concept. I give it a year. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'd give it like a hundred episodes that are all released way too quickly. Um, what about seventy something episodes? Right, seventy seventy something episodes. Anyways. Anyways, uh, so I actually had a game for today's topic, which is Scrooge Puppet. Scrooge Puppet. What's our topic today? Our topic today is actually one that Scrooge would approve of because he beat people. Um, it's impact play. All right, and I actually, Episode 53. I have a game, too. I have impact a game. Impact play. I have I, a game. I have a game. So we started today's recording with no game prepared, and all of us in the course of this conversation planned a game. Well, Dana, Dana inspired me to come up with a game. I came up with a game. I thought of one whenever we were talking about movies with sex scenes. The game is going to be who has the best game. <laughs> All right. It's the game of games. You either win or you die. <laughs> My game. I guess let's, let's all introduce our I games. I sit on the big metal game made of other games. So, like, everyone seen, like, uh, Arrested Development Season 3 where there's, like, the cricket bat. Mm-hmm. Yes, everyone. Well, I assume everyone with taste... Where has watched the downfall as you could actually plot the downfall of the United States government as alongside the quality of Arrested Development. Uh, it is a one to one ratio. Is that why it takes so many years for it to come out? Yes, because it's it's whenever the, there's a drop in United States government quality, Arrested Development follows suit. You know, the first like three seasons came out during the Bush years, right? Well, the government was falling apart then. I'm also not some foaming at the mouth liberal who thinks that just because the cowboys in charge means that the United States is falling apart too. There were some good times under Bush. We you did know, okay. We did fall apart because I couldn't pronounce I mean, nuclear. We I think you mean nuclear. under Cheney, under President Dickelson Cheney. Uh, the game I wanted to play that is relevant to today was what would your 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 cricket bat or whip or baseball bat be? Seeing as impact play is going to have to have something like that. Oh, the so game, like what tool we would use? If you if, or have used on us? Uh, I guess it, I guess it's just if you were showing up, if you got invited to a party and this was happening, if that was a, a thing you so chose to do, what would be your tool? Chris left his seat and is grabbing it, despite the fact that we are on an audio <laughs> podcast. Thank you, Chris. Are you going to show anyway, the group? Uh, the game I wanted to propose. <laughs> I think that. I would probably go for something. There's oh, you can't I, answer. Oh, I can't because we're, we're introducing sh- games and seeing which game we're going to play. Uh, we're not actually going to play. I think we're going to play all three. 
Uh, so the game I wanted to play, I was inspired by Dana, because uh, before the recording, she mentioned how she thought Impact Play had to do with wrestling. So I would say, <laughs> what is your signature wrestling move? I, I like don't know better. the terms. You don't need to know the terms. Okay. I think that's a, I think that's a good game. Huh? I have answers for all of these. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got my answer. You. Dana, what's your game? Um, I was thinking about, like... Okay, we should go around and think about our favorite sex scene as found in a movie. Like, what movie has your very favorite sex scene in it? But what if it doesn't have to do with impact play? What about about your favorite fight scene from a movie that doubles as a sex scene? Like Spider-Man versus the Green Goblin, because that is a sexually charged fight. What if it takes place during a war? Does that mean it's a fight, but it's also kind of a sex scene that's in a a war? Every fight scene doubles as a sex scene. That's why they're fighting. We're playing all three games, so let's get right off the bat here, and I'm going to answer in the order they were asked. My weapon of choice would probably be, damn it, I didn't prepare for this one. I'll go with a plastic lawn flamingo. That's funny. (laughs) Aha. Next up, my signature wrestling move would be a nipple pinch. And while the nipples are being pinched, going for a headbutt. Thank you very What's much. The name of it? I don't know. Ah, uh, the name of it? Uh, call it the the nipple skull crusher, the yeah, nibbler. Name in it. Oh, uh, the it's like the the stone cold. What's what's stone cold thing? Stone cold something. Stone cold Slime. creamery. Something. Stone cold creamery. Uh, <laughs> this cream. This creamery crush down. <laughs> he brings in a a cold piece of stone and slams his best. The milkshake Buddies brings the boys it. to the yard. I don't know. I don't know how wrestling works. Nipple head rush. And then favorite sex scene from a movie. Uh, probably when the store owner gets eaten in Tremors. Um, <laughs> they, they're trying to hide from this giant worm that moves by vibration. And they have this old refrigerator that goes off. And so the owner of the shop is like, oh, shit, I got to turn that off to save everyone. And then a giant worm comes out of the ground and eats him. That's and sexy. that is by far... My favorite sex scene in any film. Thank you for not saying 300. Because I've known so many douche canoes. A rape scene? I've known so many douche canoes. Sorry, that's not a word we're supposed to use, but... Yeah, no, they are like, oh yeah, no, the one from 300 is super sexy. And I'm just like, wow, you're a douche canoe. I would respect 300 more if it was open about, you know, it's it's homosexuality. Never as a movie. I've seen a movie that's in the closet, but 300 is in the closet. <laughs> uh, Chris. Have you never seen any of Zack Snyder's other movies? Uh, no. I actively avoid them. I saw five uh, minutes. Dawn of the Dead. That was a good one. It's the only good one. Sure. All right, go through your answers, little Chris. Uh, so, uh, tiny. Tiny Chris. Chris. Thank you. I'm sorry. Uh, tiny. My, uh, my weapon of choice is a little tiny baseball bat, a little novelty baseball bat, because uh, it's fun to swing. Kia. Okay. <laughs> with that, with that sound effect. Yeah. Kia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, my signature wrestling move. Signature wrestling move would be the uh, the stalling for time. Truffle pig. Slam. Oh, you went with slam? Come on. It's the only thing. I, I'm not going to do triple pig shuffle. <laughs> That's awesome. It's not awesome. That's just stealing from the Goonies. <laughs> well, uh, uh, because as you know, my wrestling name would be Truffle Pig. <laughs> uh, sex so, scene in a movie. Favorite sex scene in a movie. Well, this is difficult. Um, 
Not from pornography. From film. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Dana, you go. I'll think of something. Okay, all right. Um, I think the my implement of choice would probably be a... Does it have to be something funny? No, you can be Does serious. It have to be something Just because funny? I take all games without Oh shit. A telemarketer. Oh, it's Do, I, do you guys want me to get a telemarketer on an episode? Yeah. Yellow. I got nervous. I got scared. You can cut it oh, out. It was funny. a telemarketer, though, right? Well, I got nervous that it might have been some sort of business. Oh, my background is Jack Nicholson eating a sandwich. But he really is, like, in love with that sandwich. Aww. You'll have to cut all of this. It's a shame. Um, no, Jack Nicholson's great. I, would, I mean, that's, he's cool. Um, uh, okay, implement. I would go with something classic like um, a writing crop. Those are pretty impressive, and especially because the sound they make whenever you get them going fast, like just cutting through the air. Um, Ooh, a bullwhip from Indiana Jones. There you go. Oh, yeah. That could be fun. Uh, that will tear your, the skin off your back. Well, yeah. Obviously, you don't use it at full capacity, but we'll talk about that. If you are perfect at it, you can just get it to lick someone. Yeah. Yeah. Or set out a flame. But you might have to actually hire Indiana Jones to do that. Um, was what he was precise it? with it? Oh, just... my wrestling move. I would say like a high kick clothesline. Instead of clothesline with your arm or something, you can clothesline them with your leg like a ha, like a like a high kick. I like it. And what's the name of it? It's the No one cares what it is. We want the name. Um the Zool line. I don't know. I like it. I approve <laughs> it. Okay there is it. no Dana. There's only Zool. Oh. We are cramming in the classic cinema yeah. references you could, uh, today. You could dive over top of someone and then f- hover for a few seconds. Oh, yeah. Sex scene from a movie. Um, I had one immediately come to mind. The Sixth Sense. Uh, no, I've actually never seen The Sixth Sense. I don't think there's um, a sex scene in it. Have you ever seen Enemy at the Gates? No. no. It's like a World War II That's movie. That's creepy sex scene. Jude Law and like <laughs> Rachel Weiss are like in the middle of this war and they're trying to like all stay together for warmth in the midst of like this bunker and then these There's people, a bunch of dudes around. No, like everyone's sleeping and then all of a sudden out of nowhere it's like, hello Rachel Weiss, like jumping on top of Jude Law. I was into it. I'd join. I don't care if they're sweaty and gross and war-torn. Isn't Ed Helms the bad guy in that? Mm-hmm. Chris, you've not answered your last question. We are really burning for time here. All right. Uh, no, this is good. We're getting to know us a little then bit. We matter. So my favorite sex scene is uh, that scene where uh, Sigourney Weaver is meeting her like little baby alien and it recognizes her and calls up against her. Mine was funnier when I did it. Yeah. You know what? I don't care about sex scenes in movies. Uh, what's that one where uh, the guy sleeps with the, the person who's not his wife? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the movie. It's not indecent proposal. It's one of those erotic thrillers. Uh, he sleeps with some uh, with a woman that's not his wife, and then she goes crazy, and is like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna be your wife now." Obsessed, starring Beyonce and that lady from the Heroes. TV no, it's show. a remake of that. That's a remake of it. It's a it's an eighties so movie called Obsessed. It's got like Michael Douglas in it, I think. Sharon Stone. It's a really really famous actress too, whose name I can't think of. Sharon's. Emma Stone. It's not mom. indecent proposal. It might be indecent proposal. It's not indecent. Are proposal. Sharon Stone and Emma Stone related? Oh, you know what? 
Uh, that movie with uh, the prostitute, Pretty Woman. That's got <gasps> oh, a great sex scene in it. Yeah, it's a good movie. And it's got Julia Roberts or the other person I confused for Julia Roberts. <gasps> Jennifer Moore. Lee. <laughs> Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Morley. Who? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Is that who's actually in it? No, you okay, got it good. right. You got it right. It is. You got it right the first time. That's good. And that is uh, Richard Greer. Mm-hmm. Greer. However you pronounce his name. Greer. Greer. Is he the one with the gerbil thing? Uh, he's the one who's rumored to have the gerbil thing, but it's not true. It's just an urban legend. So that's us. I'm Chris. I don't matter. Let's go right into today's topic, which is impact play. Dana, go ahead and give me just a solid definition of what you would call this. Uh, simply put, impact play is when a person is struck by another person for the gratification of either or both parties. Um, uh, like- extensive or high intensity uh, impact play may be considered edge play. What about like with a car? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they consider that manslaughter. <laughs> well, like, you know, if someone was into it and it was consenting, would edge play count if you're using an automobile? Are you role-playing Christine? Yeah, someone's role-playing as Christine, someone's sexually attracted to Christine. You're not role-playing Christine. Christine. No, one's, no one's sexually attracted to Christine in those. Uh, there's someone who's sexually attracted to Christine no. out there. Oh. I uh, don't doubt. Ar- we but haven't gotten into auto-erotica. Not- auto- <gasps> Is that a thing? Auto-erotica? Yeah, most definitely. Okay. Uh, no, Arnie's not attracted to Christine, though. Who's Arnie? He's the main character of Christine. Why do well, you... he's not the main character. He's uh, he's the guy who buys Christine. I'm just saying someone out there is sexually attracted to Christine. So, like, if I wanted to role-play gremlins, no one's sexually attracted to the gremlins. But I guess I would be if Have I was playing... Have you seen female gremlin? Greta? I know Greta very well. That car can run over me anytime. So my point is, <laughs> can Impact Play get ridiculous? Can I hit people with buildings? Can I hit people with cars, I, tanks, I bullets? I mean, I guess that's something you would have to discuss. But let me, let me. That's how Superman get gets his uh, rocks off. I f- <laughs> uh, nice. Okay. Um. Actually, I have a solid. Jesus Christ. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Gets his kryptonite off. No. Okay, we officially crossed into territory of being too fucking nerdy today, and it's starting to get on my goddamn nerves. Just because I know the name of the characters from Christine. We just hit like a bingo card of just we've referenced too many things. We're a Harry Potter reference away from like, yep, they're geeks. Don't. Don't take that away from Dana. <laughs> Sorry. Don't take that away from her. <laughs> I like how you already had that already. Um, uh, yeah, no, I actually have a even more spe- specific definition as well. Um, anytime the elbow executes a forceful momentum strike from a 30-degree angle or more is said to constitute impact play. So I'm trying to think of like what that would be. If somebody can help me visualize 30-degree angle. Can we like? So if I make my arm perfect, like I'm doing, like the black power symbol, which is a 90 degree angle. Okay. 60 degrees is two thirds of that. And so 30 would be even closer. So start with a black power, and you move to it. Is that an offensive thing for me to say? I believe in it. Whatever. Uh, like a fist, like so you're, like you you're move, showing off your bicep. Your, yeah. yeah. Move your fist two thirds down. Okay. And then that's 30 degrees. So you're starting here, and then releasing versus like, like. Like out there, and you're just like, oh, I don't know. I think yeah. it's I think it's supposed to de- delineate uh, between uh, this and a slap. Yeah. Like, how can she slap? So here's the difference. Um, a typical strikes that are less than thirty degrees of force emitted at the elbow are often said to be sensation play. 
And that's how I'm like, I, that's how I've basically figured out is the difference between sensation play versus like what impact play actually is. So, so this is striking someone. I, and this is just kind of an off off topic question, but I, I know when you go to a hospital, they have the pain scale, which mm-hmm. is just kind of generalized one to 10. Is there a way that pain can be quantified like the Scoville or like Fahrenheit? Is there, is there an actual neurological measurement of reaction to pain? I'm sure there is. I just don't know. It depends on like where on the body a lot of these blows are placed. Well, and everyone's pain threshold is different. And right. there's some people that literally can't feel pain. So, so I guess what my point is, is to delineate between this and sensation play, wouldn't it be up to the receiver? Mm-hmm. And it's entirely yeah. up to the receiver, whether it's uh, sensation or impact. Not by this definition, but I guess it depends on, I mean... Because if, I, if I'm 90 years old and I'm like 30 pounds underweight, you don't have to hit me very hard mm-hmm. and I'm going to really feel it. Yeah. And meanwhile, if I'm 900 years old and 900 pounds and I'm some sort of like giant ever-living goblin, you know, people can hit me pretty hard and I'm not going to feel it. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. You're like, what is that? Swatting the fly at you. I'm, I'm like, so tired. Like a boss. I'm from, so fucking tired. You're like a boss from Resident Evil or some shit. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because it can yeah, be. just keep unloading blows. I was imagining Majin Buu. I don't know why. Yeah. It could wow. Be. Okay. Now we're getting to anime references. <laughs> Leave me alone. I think it could be like. Let's talk about some of the tools of the trade because a lot of it has to do with what you're using as well that constitutes like proper proper impact. But uh, there is bare fists. That is yeah. a thing. Well, An open hand? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk open about palm. that. Usually it's like you can use your hand, you can use wooden tools or leather um, implements. So my baseball bat would work. Your baseball bat would work. Yeah. Um, some prefer a wider tool to be used, like an open hand, a paddle. Like, you could use, like, a ping-pong paddle if you're feeling sporty. So that's um, the problem I did think of with my baseball bat, is that it's more damaging than it actually is sensational. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on where you it's use like, it's it. It's not very wide, so it just kind of breaks. If you take it right to the humerus, like, that yeah. would be painful and I'm, funny. I'm more like a, a little tiny mafia boss. Okay, oh, okay, all right. Um, okay, so, like, wider tools, like, uh, open hands, paddles, or floggers. Shovel. Um, they're called, they actually are, (laughs) definitely a shovel would constitute a thud instrument. You have to make them dig their own grave first. Think about it. Think about the sound that that makes. Like, the sound that that makes whenever you hit someone pretty intensely with something that's flat well, is or a, wider. Is impact play, I mean, I guess it just comes down to specific couples. Mm-hmm. But usually when I imagine people hitting each other hard, it's sensation play of hitting the face and then... Uh, the booty. And then the butt. It's spanking. Is, a lot of, is there impact play that's going to involve, like... Because there's risks of, of bones breaking. Right. That's why well, that's why they were specifying wider implements. Okay. Because it, yeah. uh, it distributes the force out. Smart. Well, and I think I'm going to get into that a little bit when we talk a little bit about how to process pain um, whenever you are a sub or whenever you are um, on the receiving end a of receiver. some of these, these implements. Um, but let's talk about narrow, narrower instruments. Um, canes, riding crops, belts, or single tails – uh, produce a sharp sting-like sensation, or called stings. So you got your thuds and you got your stings, and I'm sure there are things in between that. But it's kind of interesting to think about those particular ones because sometimes you want to start 
Like, think about it. If you were walking in to beat someone for their pleasure, you would probably start off with, like, a nice wide tool of some sort. Um, so not the end of, of physics, though, but it does seem like the uh, stingers uh-huh. uh, have less mass behind them. Yeah. Uh, whereas the thudders don't necessarily need to have less mass. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like it's built for, like, the stingers just sting. They, right. If they're if they're thin and heavy, they're gonna break. I feel like the stingers right. you have to be more careful with because then you might actually break the skin. Yeah, and I would that's why they're lighter though. Yeah. Right, but if you get a like um, a riding crop going fast enough and hard enough, like that could break the skin. But that's I, I also at the yeah. same time I imagine that like breaking the skin is not some giant no no because unlike edge play where you're really cutting into the skin. Mm-hmm. I, and actually, I'm not a medical doctor, so I, I'm completely talking on my ass here. I imagine that uh, in stinging, mm-hmm. if you get cut a little bit, that cut is not nearly as dangerous as like playing with a razor blade. I don't know though. I don't really know. You know, I don't know. This oh, my point is that, like, I, I'm sure that people are fine with blood in this situation, or maybe they aren't. And if it's well, incidental, it then, depends. Yeah. It depends on the kind of ground rules and hard limits you place with whoever you're playing with at this point. Because um, there are a lot of people that participate in impact play but do not do blood. Um, and I think, frankly, that's like where I would be most comfortable with. Like, I feel like once you get into blood, then you've got like blood on all the tools that you're using and that can just cause problems i feel like that's very i mean what is this a rob zombie movie i don't know like i i keep thinking about like i don't know i feel like and this one i can i can't relate to it because i've not participated in it but this one i think i i understand the most level because i i don't know i can i can get into the mindset of this fetish more than most others right because i can imagine having the shit beaten out of me and it kind of being fun and cathartic. And cathartic. And I can imagine receiving. Yeah. I would never want to give. I can imagine receiving this and it kind of being fun. And if you bled a little bit, I think that'd be fine. You would not want someone to go in with the intention of making you bleed. Mm-hmm. But if someone made you bleed, that's fine. I think about this a lot in the context of like, what, is it hedonism? Sadism? No. Oh, like hedonism. Hedonism, but. Is it hedonism or is it hedonism? Hedonism is just like overload of pleasure. Right. Yeah, it's it's hedonism. So, and it's also having a lot to do with different sensations, being able to feel and experience so many, you know, things like and really letting your body experience it. Literally every day of American life is hedonism. (laughs) Yes. Well, but it's interesting because if you approach this from that kind of an aspect, it's like, okay, I want to feel all the sensations that are possible to be felt. Right. Um, And, and I think that some people get into this because they do want to allow their bodies to feel these different sensations and like what's pleasure without a little bit of pain. So being able to balance those things um, in this kind of a, I don't know, this kind of a kink, I feel like is, I don't know, a good place for people to start if they're looking at something like BDSM. So of course this falls under that section. Uh, what I want to say is, BDSM. That, you know, impact play is one of those generalized, almost vanilla kinks that, it, that rears its head in almost every relationship. Cause who doesn't, who has not reached the age of 40 without experiencing a partner who likes to be spanked or having a partner who wanted to spank them. Mm-hmm. That is that is a very common, very vanilla thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, even, I think it's like really, uh, I, this doesn't really, I guess, constitute impact play, but just the occasional like butt spank. Yeah. Like, hey, that's a nice tush. Like spank 
Well, that's very with your, light. With your significant other. Like, I mean, I, I think that there are, I, I don't know, I guess I'm speaking from experience, which is kind of a no-no on the show, but th- there are a lot of people out there who like a very firm hit. Yeah. yeah. And the trick to them is to aim through them. But that's the trick for hitting anything. Yeah. I know, but if you're going to be engaging in this, it honestly don't sounds do it. creepy to say it about a to say it about a human being is to be aiming through them. Why? If you're, you're going to smack someone's ass, you got to aim for their belly button. No, you you <laughs> you aim for the bed. Ah, I see. You 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 slap through them because if you're going to be engaging in this, you want to actually don't I don't do it half hearted than be like. Oh, sorry. We have to discuss because I'm sure that this is one of those areas where people get in trouble because uh, someone will say spank my ass, and that means two very different things. Mm -hmm. Because there are people who like to be tapped, Mm -hmm. and there are people who like to be hit. Yeah, and some people just like to tap that ass. This is this is (laughs) is that where the expression comes from? (laughs) I don't know. This is where the I feel like the more dominant you know people are like separated from the more submissive people. Like, you can really figure out if you have it in you to be a more dominant person. Well, I actually would. you are well, the, willing I, to take that on. I'm just saying for people who might not feel comfortable at first doing it, like, give it your all. Don't just, like, you know. If someone is. Full asset. <laughs> someone, if someone's asking you to do this, don't, like, do it half-heartedly. Well, because, you know. Find out how hard they want it. Mm-hmm. But the other point is, is I, I think that um, a lot of folks would be turned off to this because there is a level of humiliation about being hit on the butt. And and I, I imagine there are a ton of people out there who don't like the butt being spanked. Mm-hmm. But they, they like the idea of, of shoulders and, and chest and maybe even Backs. a little bit of face and back. Back Ooh, is very thighs. sensitive. Ooh, thighs. Well, if you, if you met, Any if of you, those erogenous zones. If you map really out the body, mm-hmm. I mean, getting hit different places is going to be an entirely different thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, this is just a fun mind game. If you sit there right now and imagine getting slapped as hard as someone can hit you, mm-hmm. where would you want it? Because there's going to be a different emotional responses you have to different places, and there's going to be different physical responses you have to places. Yeah, um, I actually found a couple Dana just of pulled up a map. Different charts of the body that show like these are good places to where you should start, and there are some other places but that you really need to be an expert before you. Try that's those. based on pain, though, right? Yes, and those seem to align with the uh, the little dolls that have. Uh, have you guys seen the little dolls that uh, have proportionally? Yeah, that's uh, what you're talking about. They're. Uh, nervous system mm-hmm. so like they have giant hands giant feet giant genital genitals and it's... waist and then like a giant face mm-hmm. and then like proportionally the rest of these or most of their body is smaller because that's where all of our nerve endings are right so it seems like th- that's a pretty good map from what you just showed me too yeah but as i was saying i think it's not just pain though it's also emotional sure. and and like to, i guess to speak to myself in that situation being hit on the ass would feel demeaning and humiliating, and it would not be fun. Being hit as hard as someone could hit me in the chest mm-hmm. kind of has like an endearing, almost romantic kind of fun aspect to it. In the Ooh. chest? See, yeah. that's going to be different for everybody. In the ch- I imagine a closed fist to the chest yeah. feeling very nice. And actually, just coming from non-sexual experience, I like getting hit in the chest. Mm-hmm. I, I like chest bumps that's with my friends. Dangerous. Well, I'm not like fucking getting hit by he's, a train yeah i was it's gonna like, say he's not like asking that. christine to hit him I know, that's like this is that was dangerous that's gonna how, stop uh, my heart that's how uh don't say houdini houdini died that's not how houdini died that was the stomach 
Yeah. You're just doing Tarzan. It's the same thing. Or, no. But I guess when I say room. chest, I mean near shoulder clavicle, but not but, the clavicle yeah, it itself. Can, it can cause heart palpitations. Can it, though? Yes. Can getting hit really hard in the chest cause heart palpitations? You know, I don't know. Can don't... two frat bros chest bump so hard that they, both their hearts stop and they collapse into each other's arms and die? That would be the most beautiful I thought they call it bonding. I, I don't know. <laughs> My point was... It's Romeo and Julia. What was like the Romeo ju- and Juliet, they die together. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> Charles Dickens. Got it. Shakespeare. I don't know who either of those people are. I, I know Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> He's kind of the Shakespeare of our time, if you think about it. Who's the director of uh, Gremlins? Joe Dante. Joe Dante. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, going back to the topic... Different emotional responses, the different places. Yes. So if you imagine getting hit different places, how you would react, if you kind of work up from your feet to the top mm-hmm. of your head, is how you would react physically and how you would react emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that it's probably rooted in childhood and your own response to your own body. Sure. Um, well, in those sensitive zones and erogenous zones, like, okay, does it feel pleasurable to experience pain in this place? Like, you can kind of walk yourself through that mentally before you actually even engage with somebody in, in playing with this. Do we talk on this show about how when they used to torture people back in the 1500s they always did shit to the feet because the feet are a million times more sensitive than people like to yeah. admit well and that's the thing that's kind of an interesting place because a lot of people really do you know approach starting kind of they say go low first so you want to do things like feet and legs before you work yourself up into any other places um whenever you start participating in impact play so like getting hit on the bottom of the feet um, ah, it makes like my a, skin with crawl. like a sting. Ugh. But think about it; it gets no. your attention. It gets no. your it gets all of your senses kind of See, going. I, if if it would cause a bruise, that means I'm stepping on that all day. It wouldn't cause no. A bruise, I see. It would sting. I could deal with the bruise, just like someone fucking with the bottom of my feet. Mm-hmm. Not even in an emotional or a feet or gross way. Yeah. Just someone fucking with my feet feels like such a violation of my personal space. Well, See, I, but maybe on, a, on your chest, you would feel more appropriate. You would feel that would be more unless appropriate. it stops my heart. Well, obviously, yeah, you so, wouldn't. You know those really long thorns. I stepped on one that went straight through my foot once, so that's cool. I'm not 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 down with that. See, and that's okay. You didn't get hard that second. <laughs> no, uh, I think I was like, well, I mean, I, I was like 13, so I might have, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't because of that. Oh. It was just because that just happened from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> but what about like if you think about different areas? Like one of the places that I've I've seen people play a lot with is like the inner thigh kind of area and that's one place that i feel like oh my gosh like even even like a thud that would probably be okay but i don't think i could handle a sting in some place like that when i think the inner that seems like the best place for it see but your perception of that is going to be different from mine and i think this what's interesting is this is almost like when you are when you meet people from different countries and you compare basic things like uh, etiquette and manners of showing up on time Mm -hmm. and stuff just seems like common knowledge like oh why wouldn't you feel this way this is how we've always done it Mm -hmm. and your body is kind of your own culture Mm -hmm. and that's really just a roadmap for basic sex in the sense of different people have different preferences and a discussion of impact play is a, is a good way of expressing that, of how people are 
tied to different thresholds for pain because there is no defining line between what feels good and what feels bad. Right. For instance, I, I've been I've been given back rubs before, and I like a back rub to make it feel like I'm a pretzel being knotted into like into shape. I, I fucking want to be broken. Mm-hmm. And there are people that don't seem to like that so much for yeah. whatever reason. They There's like other it people softer. that like the Swedish massage where yeah. it's like a tickle. Yeah, I don't want a Swedish <laughs> massage. I want like a, a German torture massage. <laughs> I want someone who can do both. Uh, yeah. Some people probably do both. Some people probably like both. Some people only like one. People have different responses to their bodies because our life is just a conditioning of a brain into a pile of meat. Are you telling me we can't just categorize people like whole scale? Wholesale? I, you can categorize. You can scategorize people by their categories. I do want to take this opportunity. You can't. Oh, I do want to talk, take this opportunity to talk about where the psychological aspect of this and like the physical aspect of this topic kind of meet. Can I, yeah, can I start that one off? Yeah, start it off. I, I think that this particular behavior of impact play is a great way of getting over abuse or dealing with abuse, but it's also a very harmful stereotype that everyone who enjoys getting hit mm-hmm. or enjoys any kind of painful activity or enjoys any form of BDSM is a victim of abuse and is in BDSM because it's their refuge from abuse. That's not all cases. No, absolutely not. Yeah, and, and that, that is absolutely a, not. That's a yeah. stereotype that exists. Yes. There's, there's absolutely a stereotype like, oh, they're into BDSM. Someone got hit a lot. Mm-hmm. No, that's well, not at all. I also feel like that, that has been a stereotype, but if Fifty Shades of Grey has done any good whatsoever, it is that it has helped dispel that stereotype because, you know, a bunch of grannies pick up the book and they're like, oh, well, it was, it was You went hot. to go see Book Club! <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Oh. Uh, we should see it for uh, a, Research a purposes. show that isn't alive anymore, but... <laughs> Anyways, let me talk about this particular... But no, sorry. Just, I want to make sure my point did get across. That that book did seem to show people, you know, oh, I, this is hot. Like, I'm not, I was not sexually abused and I find this hot. Yeah. So, it helped dispel that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. But on psychology... Yeah, let's talk about that because um, I've done quite a bit of research into the concept of like subspace. Subtle. Sometimes whenever you are interested in being, um, you know, involved in impact impact play or sensation play, talking about the way that these things um, evoke kind of different sensual experiences, but also um, psychological experiences, it can be very cathartic. And so um, some of the research that I have done is discussing kind of what goes on to your head, like what happens, what are what's going through your brain as these things are happening. And a lot of people, whenever they're actually thinking and processing these feelings, like they're literally feeling their body being struck, being, you know, stinging, feeling different kinds of pain in different places in their bodies. Where does that put you in terms of headspace? And what does happen is people find that they reach a state where they're processing pain dif- differently. It's not so much... Um, a pain as it is actually like a sensation that is spreading out throughout their entire body. It's kind of... Um, well, I, I, thought, I thought of a pretty good way to put it. Okay, yeah. In the sense of uh, 
you know, we don't live in a Hollywood world where sex is always super entertaining and, and a big problem. And where a lot of kinks come from is people mm-hmm. will get bored during regular sex. And that's because the mind wanders. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be 13 forever where sex completely dominates your brain and being able to actually engage in something just sets your mind on fire. Sex can get boring. Mm-hmm. And so pain is a fires the brain to focus on the body and so it's a very solid way of solidifying someone's presence in the bedroom and kind of uh, getting away from conscious thought and getting away from the office or thoughts about what's going on in the next room or thoughts about how the country is falling apart uh you know your body is getting hit and so you have to respond to it that very fucking second so your mind isn't at anywhere else your mind is in your leg your mind is at your ass your Mm -hmm. mind is there yeah exactly okay that's great a great way to explain it i think that you did that much better than i could have done it forces you to be present it forces your attention to be there which is something that i think attention is like demanded whenever you're you know doing any kind of dom dom sub kind of you know situation anyways but um the sub there's there's a space that you're you kind of reach whenever you're psychologically present and you're processing you're in the process of like processing all of the different kinds of of um, sensations your body is feeling and that's actually called subspace, um, which huh. can be a very cathartic place for you to be because um, then you're actually like processing some stuff that's kind of maybe deeper seated than what you thought. Or it doesn't so, have to be that either. It might just be a complete absence. Sure. It might just be a void. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it is so important to be a, a basic operating person in this world that you have a void you can enter where you do not think. Yeah. That is right. such a helpful place to be. Well, it sounds like very meditative. Yes. yes. Like you are, you're not just experiencing the pain in the spot. You're experiencing the feelings all over. Yes. You are you are letting your thoughts drain away mm-hmm. and just being there. Exactly. And the best way I can describe it is the way that I've heard it described by somebody else who actually wrote um, about subspace. And it's basically you just feel the sensation on your body spread out. You just kind of absorb it. And it's kind of a... It's the same philosophy as yoga. Yeah. Yoga, you stretch out all of your muscles until you get this weird body ache. The the, the magic behind yoga is, is not some sort of like eastern power from horizons inside of you it stretches out your body so you're more present and so you're less in your thoughts and you're focused on all these sensations going on in your body yeah yeah i think that thinking about it as presence really really makes a difference but it does allow people to process a lot of different things whenever you're kind of in that meditative state and i've actually um worked with and um, am familiar with several different people that actually practice this with people like basically will partake in impact play with them not to get to a point where they actually engage in sex but to where they can actually reach that subspace that headspace of you know meditation sort of and be able to process Things. I'm sure the neurological so cocktail of adrenaline and everything else is mm-hmm. mind-numbing, yeah. literally mind-numbing. And they can be, in a sense, therapeutic, which sounds kind of strange. BDS, BDSM is like therapy. But it's interesting to see that some of the people that actually um, partake in this, like some some doms actually specialize in working with people and putting them in this headspace so they can process this. But to take an even further step back, uh, what the, is the entire point of this show is that sex should be therapeutic. Mm-hmm. 
is that we increasingly live in a society that thinks that every single time that you have sex outside of marriage or outside of vanilla, you are getting closer and closer to hell. When in fact, your kinks, your fetishes, your alternative sexual activities, they should have a positive influence on both your life and your partner's life Mm -hmm. and make you a more productive member of society. Right. Absolutely. And this is one thing that I think that is relevant and you can stop me if you disagree. I think that... um, Impact play can be a very useful tool for fighting toxic masculinity, which is something that is propagated by our, our, the culture that we live in. We're taught that, you know, men, and this is very, like, I hate having to use the, like, heteronormative term because I really think gender is, like, a spectrum. But men are supposed to be men. You have emotions and feelings about things, but you're supposed to shove them down inside. Um, you're not supposed to show them outwardly. Maybe experiencing something like impact play can help some of these men that have been taught to repress those feelings for so long have a place where they can actually experience those feelings and kind of process them. Um, I know a lot of um, what I saw in terms of research was men seeking out um, partners that they could partake in impact play with so that they could actually experience um, this meditative place and process these emotions. Relevant. I'm sorry. No, absolutely. So, so, so that's what I saw in research. Is is not as a psychologist, but Mm -hmm. you know, if there was anyone listening, I would be curious to get their perspective on this. I imagine someone who's become addicted to pornography and they can't get into actual sex anymore. And I would wonder if impact play would be something that would help bring them back Mm -hmm. to separate actual bedroom activity. I mean, but different strokes for different folks. I I agree with what you said. I I, I think, but I was just impressed by the numbers, Um, and I I didn't I didn't write those down. But um, there are a significant amount of people seeking out people for non sexual like beatings. Yeah, basically safe beatings. Yes, I mean, uh, well, toxic masculinity. uh, According to Stormy Daniels, our president uh, very much enjoyed being spanked by her uh and that seems like uh you know one of those things where it's like a toxic masculinity issue where they're like oh i actually like being degraded by a a woman Mm -hmm. even though i see them as inferior according to them right but see that's the thing sometimes and this is just this is i don't know if this is an actual phenomenon or just one that's propagated by people that partake in bdsm but um, the feeling that like people that are super dominant outside the bedroom are actually very submissive in the bedroom is is like one of those I don't know. It's um, very popular, well, I, and it seems to correlate pretty well. I actually can't cite my source either, but I remember there was, I believe, a Vice article mm-hmm. about how there are BDSM. What is the term for a sex worker in BDSM? Who a dominatrix? Sure. There are dominatrix or a dom. A dominatrix. Yeah. Well, these are dominatrixes. They're females. Okay. They're females uh, who work on Wall Street to service Wall Street bros, mm-hmm. and they rack in more money than the Wall Street bros because they love having the shit beaten out of them. Mm-hmm. Which actually goes against your theory, and I think this is what Chris was getting at as well. Is that I think there are some people who are into toxic, who are very toxic masculine personality, mm-hmm. and getting humiliated by women might even fuel some of their, those tendencies. Uh-huh. And I, I would think that for someone, it might be therapeutic to get away from that. But 
any sex can be bad for someone's state of mind and any sex can be good for someone's state of mind. It really is a case by case basis. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do believe that toxic masculinity could be driven out in somebody Mm -hmm. uh, therapeutically, Mm -hmm. but I also believe it could increase. Sure. But I think what what the, the aim of the research that I did in regards to um, this was basically they need a, an outlet someplace. These men that seek out some kind of way, like need a place where they can actually express their emotions. And sometimes they can't actually allow themselves another way to do it other than having it literally beaten out of them. Well, and as it's been expressed on this show before, uh, sometimes there aren't emotions that can be put into words. Mm-hmm. That, that is, we struggle so much trying to explain why we're sad, trying to justify why we're sad. Sometimes emotions just are. They're mm-hmm. like they're like the weather or they're like a, a cloud. Yeah. And the way you combat emotions that don't have a root is with feelings that don't have a root, which right. is very much physical. And that's where you get – and people shit on me all the time for this because you're not supposed to say it. If someone's depressed and they don't know why – and they don't want to do med- and they refuse to do medication. They refuse to do therapy. Mm-hmm. I suggest exercise, mm-hmm. which apparently is one of the things you're not supposed to do. It's one of the PC culture. If someone says they're depressed, don't suggest exercise. It's insulting. Fuck that. Um, well, it depends. I've not, I've not heard. I've that. encountered that. I've en- exercise is supposed to be amazing for your psyche. I've encountered like. PC PSAs that are like, if someone says they're depressed, don't suggest exercise. It's extremely demeaning. Only because some people find it very difficult to do, like, to take care of their basic necessities when depressed. Yeah, so I doing something that. like bathing is sometimes the most that they can do. I sympathize, so I do. To, to do something like ex- exercise can be a little bit more than what they're capable of. But there's also the whole thing where it's like, when someone is depressed, they don't want to do anything. Right. Like, it, it's an effort to like get out of bed yeah really my my point was that some emotions cannot be expressed in words and so being able to express an emotion through physical sensation be it sexual or not sexual at all Mm -hmm. is a very powerful tool towards being a better person right and that's one reason why i also want to discuss the concept of vulnerability being at somebody else's mercy and and i guess being beaten being um you know shamed not no it has nothing to do with shame for some people it does okay maybe so i i think that humiliation is a major part of bdsm for some people but not all people sure it's like i was talking about earlier there's some and it goes back to physical kink versus mental kink Mm -hmm. there's probably a guy out there Mm -hmm. who likes getting smacked on the ass really hard because um it reminds him of his childhood it reminds of his childhood he's being humiliated and the humiliation gets him off he's being punished he's dealing with emotions this way then there's probably another guy out there who likes getting hit on the ass as hard as possible because the physical sensation grounds him and he doesn't find it humiliating at all right so humiliation i think is a huge part for some people for some people absolutely but i think in terms of, of vulnerability this is kind of a great place to start um in terms of like Okay, I have to be. I have. I, talking about toxic masculinity, people like feeling like they can't be vulnerable or show any kind of vulnerability because they're leaders, because they're doers, because they're trying to climb a corporate ladder or something. You know, something like that. Or, or they're like the primary caregivers or something like that. You know, they, it's 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 hard to find a place where you can be vulnerable. And in this kind of a, a scene, this kind of therapy, it does offer you a chance to be vulnerable. And that's uh, supposedly one of the reasons that uh, a lot of. Uh people seek out sex workers is because sorry they can pay someone to 
like let them be vulnerable and then they don't they they're not perceived as weak because uh it's like the whole tony soprano thing like oh i can't go to psychiatrist because if i go to psychiatrist i'll be perceived as weak right it's someone that you can connect with that you can talk with that is sitting there and has has to sit there and listen to you mm-hmm. so you can be vulnerable with them and a lot of people connect vulnerability with sex because it is the most vulnerable place that you can be with a person. If you were to assassinate someone, the best time to assassinate them is if you're having sex with them because they're <laughs> very vulnerable. They're very close to you. I mean, right after the orgasm, so you can give them a little like they're happiness. Done. Black Widow approach where you just eat them afterwards. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you make them happy, and then it's like, well, two things. Good night, sweet prince. Uh, and I wanted to, I wanted to guide the conversation with a note and then a new direction. And my note, real quick, is we've been a little bit heteronormative on this of assuming yes. men. And as receiving and I think that's because there is a lot of delicacy around women being hit in our culture with that said uh, I, I don't think that there should be any stigma around a woman receiving this from another woman or from a man in the sense of if a consenting woman wants to be hit uh, there's nothing wrong with that yeah. there's nothing there's absolutely something wrong with hitting a woman just as there's absolutely something wrong with hitting a man at a bar people shouldn't be physically attacking each other physically attacking each other in this era but there's nothing wrong with a man hitting a woman if it's a consensual sexual act and the woman likes to get hit sure absolutely and the only reason that a lot of the stuff that I'm mentioning is heteronormative is because that's the only research that's available yeah and I really hate that that's the case but I have to report what I found uh I'm also coming to this from a very heteronormative place uh I was perceiving the exact opposite like the whole time we've been talking, I've been thinking... A woman is a receiving? A woman receiving until we started talking about a man receiving. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we're switching gears now. Yeah. Well, talking about flipping the scripts, I wanted to talk about, briefly, before it, uh, time runs out on us, I wanted to talk about the givers of impact play, which mm-hmm. we seem to have given over in this episode, because yeah. I feel like what's going through the mind of a sub in this situation is one thing. What's going on in the mind of the... What would I call them? A dom. The, what do we call them? The dom in this situation mm-hmm. is very different. It's it's performance based and it's also safety check mm-hmm. because as much as we're being very positive about this kink, it is probably going to rank higher on the FDI because mm-hmm. it is blunt force attacks on a person's body. Um, but the dom has to be the safety belt. They have to kind of give a show because you know anyone who's ever played with fireworks as a kid knows you kind of have to like. Uh, you have to space out what you're going to do, and you have to build up tension. You, you know what I'm talking about. If you were going to design a theme park ride tomorrow, you know you can't just have a person sit in a chair and have the, the biggest hill comes first, and then a smaller hill, and then, and then it peters a out. That is a, the mo- that's the case with most roller coasters. If you build, that's not how you build a horror movie. It's not how you build a horror movie. That's not how you build but a horror movie. But that is the case with most roller coasters is that the... Drop the roller coaster! First. The, the, the horror movie. Use the horror movie expression. Yeah. So, I, no, I, yeah, I get that. There's, there's, there's got to be a sense of escalation. Yeah. You, you can't just hit a person. You, you have to you have to put on a show. You'd be attentive to their needs, attentive to their safety. And there's a term for this we've had before. I'm not sure what it is. But you have to be so attentive to someone's safety that you have to bypass their own decision-making at points. If someone is asking you to do more damage to them than you should be able to do, to be able to shut someone down and say, no, i got to give you a red light for you. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's that's why you need to obviously play with somebody that you um, have have experience with and have a a trust with. Um, But there are also, like, techniques for 
playing very safely whenever you're doing impact play. Sticking to the butt. Well, sticking to areas of the body that are protected by muscle or fat um, is probably always Mm -hmm. a good thing. That's why I guess butts are kind of the place to go to. It's a nice, good, solid muscle. Um, Don't want to shove a hammer on someone's hand. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Avoid joints. um, Avoid, you know... Fingers and toes. Yeah, oh gosh. We're not trying to, like, you know, uh, interrogate somebody, right? We're not trying to, like, torture somebody. It's it's hard to imagine Um, someone who gets off from having their fingers bent backwards. It's... Yeah. Um, uh, And also aftercare is always, like, a huge part of this, too. You want to also... Um, one, one technique that I'm aware of is basically whenever you do a, t- a tap, um, on somebody first, like you tap them and then you hit them and then you tap them again a couple of times and then you hit them. And that kind of gives them a warning, like, okay, prepare your body for this. Cause this is about where I'm going to be when I hit you harder. Um, so that's kind of one thing you can also Florentine, uh, Florentine is whenever you actually have, um, like two different whips kind of going at the same time and you kind of have it in a, um, like, a, like basically, I don't want to say like, like how, do, how would I explain this in an auditory kind of way? It's like a cycle, like a bicycle. Cycling, yeah. Yeah, okay, so like you're cycling and you're kind of like, Dan, it know, looks like you're doing a, a rave dance. I feel so like you a need cheerleader. Some glow sticks. Yeah, I feel like a cheerleader. I've got like, anyways, but Yeah, put your fingers out and you're one of those uh, finger ravers. Yeah, you're, okay, you're a finger yeah. dancer, yeah. a rave. But basically, like, you're kind of drawing, you know, flogs over the skin for a little bit, and then you increase the speed at which you use it, and then you get a little harder, and then you back it out. Like, there's there's, um, a process to um, inflicting this and doing it properly to where somebody can process the pain slowly. Uh, Low and slow is the way to go, for the most part. Um, Start slow and then build up um, to somebody's tolerance level. And then once it gets into that area where you can use, like, a safe word, like, hey, 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 that's that hurts can you back it off a little bit and then you can bring it back down so that's one really good way to approach communication during that um also let's see soft limits hard limits uh of course all of those need to be established beforehand but also one other recommendation is using music um sometimes if you are listening to some music as you're going along you can kind of follow along with the beats and that actually changes carnival music That would actually change the way that somebody's perception and overall experience would be um, associated. Like, with, I don't think I listen to any aggressive music that would fit with getting like music that's fun to get hit to. That's it why, can be anything. That's why with I like beat, carnival though. music. It can be anything with. <laughs> you a beat. know when the Ferris wheel is going to end? <laughs> Could be "Sail Away" by Enya. Uh-huh. Also, um, <laughs> somebody who's who's actually the dominant in this position uh, will also need to be very attentive to the body language that they're getting out of somebody. If somebody's flinching and flinching hard, or you know, like really tensing up before something, that might be a sign that they need to back off a little bit. Yeah. Um, unless it's communicated that no, I like that. Continue. I'm flinching, but I like it. Continue. You know. Well, and it, it's been one of the. <laughs> Again, a cornerstone of something we discuss often, but a big sure. point in um, sadism is self-control. Sure. Because if, if you're giving, we, we've been talking about this like you are someone who is doing a service of yeah. impact play. You you're doing something for someone who receives it, but there's a lot of cases where someone likes to be the dom, mm-hmm. and in that case, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a dom. There's nothing wrong with liking to be a dom, mm-hmm. but self-control is that huge part because it's about it's about the sub. Mm-hmm. It's about the sub being safe. That is the whole point of BDSM, is that. The sub will leave safely if they are going to have some amount of harm come to them. It's the amount of harm that is safe, sane, consensual, and within their consent. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, should we get into products? The FBI? Oh, we can talk about products, of course. I'm sure that the, the list of products this week is... It is 
pretty huge. Um, I found a lot of different things that are available. Um, there are a bunch of different paddles and different shapes and out of different materials. Say like um, different words. I'm sorry? They say different words. <laughs> yes. Some of them you can get that have like letters cut out. So whenever you spank someone with them, you can actually see the letters left behind on someone's Juicy. skin. Oh, actually, um, I would want the opposite of that. I'd want, you know, those like little needle boards where like you put your hand on it and your hand shows up on the other side. Mm-hmm. Is you want that a paddle made out of a needle board? No, it's not a needle board. It's like that thing that takes the shape where they're like, sometimes they're plastic. They used to have them at Sharper Image. That was the only thing Sharper Image sold. Uh, yeah, one of the. <laughs> Shape things. Every, everyone knows what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's that on the end of a stick, and so like it takes the shape of their butt. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, there's all kinds of different stuff out there. A I, cow taser. Oh, God. That's, no, that's, that's electric. not an impact plane. <laughs> we'll get into electrosex, but... Um, Is that what that's called? Yeah, electrosex. That's awesome. I really Dana's like Dana's wanted to do that topic for a while. I have been so ready to do that one. I've actually even done some personal research, So, but whenever we get there, we'll talk about that. Um, there are some that have different kinds, uh, different paddles that are out there that have Ooh. different kinds of designs. It's the carpet from The Shining. Different uh, oh, textures. Is it? No, different it's not. textures, like different kind of materials. Oh. There are pleather, there are leather, there are all kinds of different paddles. There are wooden paddles, um, all of which have different kinds of effects. There are even some that have multi-stage paddles that have like one strip of leather and then another strip of leather. So there's like almost like a double impact. It's like what bam, what well, bam. And the most know? the the most dangerous one would be something that is aerodynamic, right? Where it's thick but also has holes in it. So right. there's no resistance. Yeah, well, exactly. That's, that's the intention of a lot of those. Yeah. So really there are the a million different combinations of different kinds of paddles out there. Um, some of the ones that I've seen that have been favorites of, of people that are like experts in this are ones that have like a leather strip um, and then also followed by a wooden paddle. So you just kind of get like a soft spank or a, so- a soft hit and then a harder hit like right after. Um, so it's like multi-stage. It kind of reminds me of those like hands that Hand are clappers, like... yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like multi-stage. Um, there's also a whole bunch of different um, kinds of different floggers. Oh, cat whips. nine tails. $174. <laughs> yeah. This is a this Does is that a one true, have glass shards on the um, end of it? No. No. It's not oh. meant to draw blood. Um, but some of them are not made with real leather. Some people prefer to have real leather ones. Um, what if I'm anti-leather industry? Then there's so many. Actually, there's a some lot more. Some of them are made from pleather. There are so many other alternatives out there. There are some people that make um, their own out of um, bike tube tire tubes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like cool. they recycle some of these things into sex toys, which are actually very effective. Um, I feel like going into a uh, sex store and going to the recycled section mm-hmm. is a little strange. No, it's recycled out of Coke bottles, not... Yeah. Um, there's just a there's just like a tennis racket with dreadlocks like stapled onto it. <laughs> your cat of nine tails. Um, and there's also friendly. like single tail sort of whips um, that are just meant to be very very brief. Okay, the like ones you're showing me a there lick of a sting. That is just a jump rope that's been cut in half. Yeah, that like, is all that is. You can make your own. And it's ten seventy nine. Guys, yeah. I'm quitting my job. And buying buying yeah. whips. What what is the <laughs> Why are you quitting your job? Because uh, I'm going to just invest in fucking jump ropes and cut them in half and sell them for ten seventy nine. Yeah, A dollar a piece. All right. That's ten times the profit. I'll go into business with you. Here's my suggestion. 
We open an equivalent to a dollar store, but it's a sex dollar store, and we buy our product from the dollar. Oh, if we bought our product from the dollar store, we're not making any dollar, profit. It's going down to zero. Not to mention, it's all right. We're gonna be the CEOs. We've got golden parachutes. <laughs> there are also um, different kinds of canes and things that are like for you know high speed. No, actually, this one is covered in seashells. Oh, I thought it was a Harry Potter oh, one. Oh Jesus! So it would kind of have a prickly sort Do of. They have effect. one that's covered in Legos. Oh gosh! For the, for the, for the bottom of the feet. Yeah. That might have been the best joke you've ever told. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, there are all kinds of different things out there, and people are, are endlessly um, creative uh, when it comes to different kinds of tools. Um, this particular one is a stainless steel mini bat that's also covered in little BBs, like stainless steel BBs. Could you fire a BB gun at somebody? Gosh, no. Okay. Well, I just wanted to know. Uh, I just want to apologize real quick. It's a Lego brick. I'm sorry, Legos is not the correct term. Oh, okay. No one cared. They did. Um, Everyone was complaining. But yeah, there's there's all kinds of different um, different kinds of tools. Oh my goodness, I think this one is interesting as if, well. It's made from like lamb skin, which is typically pretty tail. soft. But if you actually whip it around fast enough, that could definitely cause lamb skin would break some pain. I don't know. Um, not if you use it as a flogger, I guess. I'm Only not exactly sure. Only if you use sure. it as a condom. Uh, Sorry, Tommy, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say that if if Lego, the company, actually got mad at us, it would probably be good publicity. (laughs) Who would be the best? (laughs) I take back my apology. Fuck you, Lego. But there's all kinds of different implements and tools, and really, the sky's the limit on this one. I did a little bit of shopping just because I was curious about all the different kinds of implements and how they could be... um, adjusted or or manipulated to kind of enhance different kinds of sensations but it really depends on what people are looking for um what kind of impact play that they enjoy well and i'm i'm sure not to speak out of turn that it it takes a certain amount of professionalism or uh familiarity to upgrade to a toy Mm -hmm. and this should really start with open palm to fist to then Mm -hmm. a toy but maybe i don't know what i'm talking about i mean always uh, upgrading to a toy should always be uh, a discussion and as we always say Buy high-quality toys, kids, because people are weird about sex and because there's weird governmental regulations on sex. There are inferior and cheap products out there. This is not an ad for a company. This is just genuine advice. Unless, Don't buy cheap shit. Unless you're coming to Tommy and Chris's Dollar Store Sex Toys. I, I have a problem with the name. There's not a lot of sexual lore Sorry. at Tommy and Chris's. Tommy and Tommy's... <laughs> How about Truffle Pig's Dollar Sex Emporium? <laughs> oh, you just don't want your name in it. <laughs> Yours isn't oh either. My All right. Mine is. I want it to wasn't go. the second We'll have time. to send some of our prototypes to the uh, trisexuals and get them to review them. <laughs> they yeah. just, they're just getting duct tape wads. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's, it's just fucking lead. It's just lead poisoning. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about FBI. Uh, the FBI. In it. I think so that the FBI would be great. I think I'm ready to jump off. Um, it's one of those weird ones where it's been very positive, but I'm going to give it a high rating Mm -hmm. and I want to give this a three, almost a four, just because this is the act of hitting people. If you're not careful, you could really fuck somebody up. And so again, just because something is high on the list doesn't mean we're saying no to it. That's never been the case. Uh, I think I am going to stick with a solid three and that just is a, this is, is it needs a maximum amount of communication, a maximum yeah. amount of aftercare, a maximum amount of sober discussion and practice and research. This cannot be something that is taken lightly. I mean, obviously, if it's just smack in the butt, who gives a shit? But, you know, if you're going to really start getting into impact play, as me and Chris were talking about earlier with heart palpitations, mm-hmm. 
you know, Houdini did die, and wrestlers die from this shit. You can fuck up a person's brain if you hit their head too hard. You can get an infected wound if you draw blood and no one does anything about it. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of safety concerns that go into this where this is a, is a maximum amount. I, I safely say that I recommend people trying this kink everywhere because I think it's probably really good. But um, really put thought into it. Really have a long discussion on it. Uh, I don't think it's been said before. Maybe it has. But once you start getting up towards three, four, or five... You know, maybe you don't want to do this with a total stranger unless it's a stranger who's a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, communication. This is, uh, for me, a risk-aware consensual kink. You really have to be aware of what could happen. Um, I, In my research, I found that a lot of, you know, of the results, the, you know, crummy kind of results, side, side results, um, could cause trauma, could cause lacerations, nerve damage, um, you know, abrasions, bruises. Um, all kinds of, of, you know, different, different things. And so to be aware of that whenever you go into it is, is part of what rack is and something that we talk about on the show quite often. Um, I'm right there with you, Tommy. As soon as you said three, I was like, yeah, that was the number I was kind of going to think as well. Um, cause this is definitely one that, but I would also encourage people to try this. That said, do it carefully, but try it out. This is something that you can start at. A, I mean, you can start at a 0.5 on the scale with a nice, I don't know, a nice smack on the butt. Truff? I mean, I want to give it like a 2.5. It's fair. It's like, it's, I mean, at, at at its bare minimum, it's like, like you said, like a 0.5. I would give it yeah. like a 1.5 because I don't think 0.5s exist. Because uh, I don't think zeros exist. Uh like a, a slap on the ass is just like a thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like common greeting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, at least in football it is. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I even even at the high end, unless you're you know messing around with stuff that you really shouldn't be messing around with, mm-hmm. like stuff that actually causes. You know, bodily injury. Yeah, like deformation, that kind of thing. Like cuts cuts people, and like then I mean that's gonna be a five. Like if you're if you're opening people up, then and I don't mean emotionally. I, I, I've always had blood play. Have we done blood play? Didn't it end yeah. up with a four. Oh yeah, it was something high. Yeah. But we've we've had disagreements on on what exactly the FDI is, but we don't need to get into that today. But yeah, I, I mean, I would give it like a, a two point five at the most because it's like. The low end, it's a 1.5. It's a slap on the ass. Mm-hmm. Without breaking the skin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I a mean, 2.5, 3. We can always come up with situations on any kink where we are like, oh, they're they're breaking the high end. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a 2.5 because if you're using the right, the right tools, the right, like, communication, it's, mm-hmm. it's all fun and games. Until someone ends up in a head cone. Okay, well, you it's shouldn't be slapping someone's neck. It's a joke. I, I, I mean, I'm like a dog cone, like the cone shame. Is there ever a reason kidding. to put a human being in that? No. no. <laughs> if you make it tight kidding. enough around the neck, you can fill it with vodka, and then they have to drink their way out. That is really Okay, dangerous. well, that's a five. <laughs> Probably. Because you're going to kill them either through drowning or alcohol poisoning. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. That's like, that's that's a metaphor for life, man. Because you can either drown, or you can either drink so much that you you drown from the inside. Are you putting 
too much of yourself you can, into this. You can either you, you can, can think either too much of yourself on this. If you're drowning in booze, you can either drown through your lungs or drown through your liver. It's a choice of how you die, not a choice of how you live. Well, I think also no, because no no person licks at wounds that have been caused by surgery. Okay. Uh, the reason to put a dog. Oh, you went back a few a few points ago. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that brings us to. Um, I we ho- I hope you enjoyed this discussion. I thought this was really good. I, I, I like this it was episode. Good. Um, our next episode, episode uh, fifty four, is going to be sexy Disney. Oh, Snizney. Right in time for Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet, which has that princess scene that everyone's losing their shit. Oh my god, it makes me so horny. All right, and we're going to stop there, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.